This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start so let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. All right, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101. Um, a different name, and for those of you who have followed along from the beginning, you might be wondering um, why the Bear Archery at the beginning, which we will dive into. Uh, but first, I want to introduce my guest to you. I am with Mr. Ryan Schutz of Bear Archery. Ryan, how are you, man? I'm doing great. We're excited to be part of this podcast. And I could not be more excited to have you guys on board. And like I said, we'll dive into kind of why Bear Archery is the perfect fit for this. Um, man, are you itching for, for hunting season or what? <laughs> yeah, um, it's a little hot and humid today, but I can tell you I still plan to shoot my traditional bow in the garage when we get done with this so yes been it's good time to experiment and have some fun with archery right now in the summertime it absolutely is man i i try to shoot um try to shoot every morning um in my basement um before the sun comes up try to get my shots in and it's just the summer months are good to practice those reps um but before we jump into um kind of why uh, the podcasting has switched over to Bear Archery. Uh, I do want to give a quick thank you to some of our wonderful friends over at, at Pope and Young Club. Um, those guys from the very beginning uh, have had one goal in mind, and that's to create new opportunities for bow hunters um, to show and to prove with record books that um, you can kill big game with with archery equipment. Um, and so those guys. Uh, continue to provide more access and more opportunities for us as bow hunters so if you are not a member of the pope and young club i would encourage you to go and support that because um, they are supporting us as bow hunters and they work to give us more opportunities so those guys over there are great friends of ours um, and we just want to give a thank you to them for supporting the show um, so ryan man let's dive in uh, and let's talk about kind of the switch to bear archery and why that took place 
Powderhook is still a friend of Bear Archery. Um, we still work closely with Powderhook. Um, they're still good friends of mine. Uh, I simply saw an opportunity to to switch over to the name to Bear Archery uh, for many reasons. Uh, Bear Archery has long been one of my favorite companies in the history of the world. Um, they were my first bow, as, as many of you would say. My first bow was a bear bow. Um, so for a lot of us, it just holds that that sentimental, um, this is bear archery, you know what I mean? Um, and so a few things I want to point out before we really get into it is where you can listen to this podcast now. Um, you can still listen on the SoundCloud app. Uh, you can still listen on iTunes, um, on Apple podcasts. You can still listen. Uh, every episode will still be in the hunting one-on-one camp on powder hook. Uh, but every episode from now on will also be on bear Archery's YouTube, uh, which is big because I don't know about you, Ryan, but for me, when I'm at work, um, I want to just pop open a, a window on my computer and listen to a podcast. Um, so now you can just go to YouTube, go to bear Archery's YouTube, uh, and there will be a hunting one-on-one playlist where you can, uh, listen to all these and, and binge listen to them when you're supposed to be working. So, um, Ryan, give us a quick little history on bear archery, if you don't mind. Well, bear archery has got, you know, it's hard to be quick because it has a very long history. So, uh, Fred really started bear archery in 1933. So that's a long time ago. So if you do that, the quick, simple math there, very long time ago, right? So, but What's important to us, which we felt like this is a really good match is, yeah, of course, it's bear archery and we've always promoted archery, but Fred was big on hunting, right? He wanted really push that hard on getting more people to hunt and archery's just just changed so much and so great for that. We love to hear what you just said. Um, my first bow was a bear, right? So we want your first bow, your current bow, and your next bow to be a bear. And we work pretty hard to make sure that we can do that with youth product and compound bows and crossbows and traditional bows. And um, it's just a really fun activity, almost an exercise that can be a lifestyle. And we want to keep promoting that the best we can. Yeah. And that is, that's what I love about bear is they are a a one-stop shop for anybody getting uh, into archery, for anybody who's been a long-time archer. Um, you know, I can get my daughter a a Royale, and she can shoot it. I can get my wife a bow, and then, uh, you know, I, I have fallen in love with the Status EKO. So there's bows for everybody, um, whether you're a traditional archer, whether you're a crossbow hunter, whether you're a compound hunter. They have bows for everybody. They're a do-all company, um, and that is what Hunting 101 is all about, is is inviting anyone and everyone into the great outdoors, um, creating new hunters, uh, but also helping to sustain hunters. And what I mean by that is if you've been a longtime deer hunter, uh, I understand that sometimes deer hunting can become kind of repetitive. Um, so, so by sustaining hunters, I mean, I want to teach you different things to hunt. I want to teach you how to hunt different things. If you've been a long time deer hunter, maybe you can, you know, head over to our turkey hunting series, um, and listen to all those episodes and learn how to be a turkey hunter. Um, maybe you can, can, can hop on the elk hunting series that we're going to put out later on this year and, and have a good idea of how to go to Colorado and buy an over the counter tag and enjoy elk hunting. Um, so I, I want to not only create new hunters, uh, but I want to help current hunters um, experience different avenues of the great outdoors. And so that's what bear archery is all about. Um, if you've never, if you're a compound hunter and, and that's just kind of gotten a little, 
um, old for you. Uh, I don't know why it would. It's the greatest thing in the history of the world. But um, if you want to try something <laughs> new, uh, you know, you can head over to Bear's website and pick up a recurve or a longbow and, and learn a whole new trait. Um, and, and I'm excited. We're going to be putting out um, here in just a few months, we're going to be putting out a traditional 101 series, um, which I am actually, this is why I'm most excited about it, Ryan. I am new to traditional archery. Um, and so I just got my bear grizzly and I'm going to walk you through, um, or, or I should say my friend, Jim Willems from Pope and young, uh, is going to walk me through the steps to becoming a traditional archer. And you get to learn that along with me through podcasting. We're going to put out several tech tip videos, um, on how to set up a recurve on how to choose arrows for recurves on how to practice different shooting forms, different techniques. And so, uh, I'm really excited about, everything we've got coming up this year from elk hunting series to traditional series um and everything in between and so um and, and that's why bear archery again is the absolute perfect fit because they 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 care about the beginning hunter uh but also um they make the best bows in the world uh for those who have been archers their entire life so uh, they don't miss anybody and they don't miss any part of the game so um you might with this podcast, you might um, become familiar with some different voices than you're used to, um, like Ryan. Uh, I plan on on Ryan being a pretty regular on the show, um, so so you might get used to some different voices than you have in the past. Um, but the mission and the goal remains the same: to create new hunters and to invite anyone and everyone uh, to enjoy the outdoor way of life with us. So uh, I'm excited about the switch. I'm excited to have Bear Archery on board with us. I'm excited, um, that they are the driving force behind this show because they are, um, again, they do it better, um, than most companies in the outdoor industry. Um, now let me say this and Ryan, you can, you can, uh, input here too. Um, I don't want to discourage anyone from hunting. Um, that, that, is the complete opposite of what the show is about. So if you shoot a Hoyt, that is fine. If you shoot a Matthews, that is fine. Um, I choose bear for many reasons, um, but don't feel like you have to shoot a bear to enjoy the great outdoors. Um, I, I, I don't want to give that across. Um, I, I mean, I could provide you several reasons as to why I chose bear, um, but archery is archery, and I want you to enjoy the sport of archery uh, no matter what you shoot or why you shoot it. Um, how do you feel about that, Ryan? So we are very pro hunting and pro archery period. That's why we, we just alluded to it in the, in the last kind of segment there is, or I'll, I'll be the first to say, so I, I shot my traditional bow yesterday. I'll probably shoot it again today, but I also shoot a compound and I also shoot, um, a crossbow. We were chatting before this year, I was able to take a turkey with the compound bow and the crossbow. And I try to couple different times with a traditional bow and it just didn't work out where there's no bias here we want you out outside enjoying it right um that's also what fred wanted whether um that's archery however you get out hunting we are for that and we have many great brands that we think um can enhance your your experience in the outdoors and that's what we want we we are for hunting um and to grow that. So we don't really look any other way besides that. So whether traditional or we want you to be successful and success is measured in many different ways. So is that just, you know, 
shooting an animal and and bringing home meat, especially nowadays, so you know where your supply is coming from. That's a great reason to hunt. Um, if it's to shoot that that deer on your property, you've been watching for the last six months and have trail cam pictures of and everything else. That's great too. Whatever your reason is that you know is positive experience for yourself, we we like that. That's why hunting's so fun. There's so many different reasons to do it. Absolutely, and especially with it, with everything that's going on in our country, and and uh, the price of beef, and 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 really, I mean, you go to stores, and a lot of them don't even have beef. Um, so, man, I would encourage you if you're not a hunter, now is the best time to become one, uh, because, I mean, who knows what can happen with our supply chain? Uh, who knows what can happen with with um, the rate at, at which butchers can put out meat and get them to your stores? Um, so that's one of the greatest parts about being a hunter is you never have to worry about, am I going to have meat unless you don't kill an animal? But so that's one of the greatest parts about being a hunter. So I would say if you're not a hunter, now would be the best time to become one, uh, because we simply don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, and I, I thoroughly enjoy and love not having to worry about where does my meat come from? Um, and, and, and will there be meat at Walmart? And so that is one of the best reasons to become a hunter. So it's not always about the trophy kill. Um, in fact, it, it, it almost is never about the trophy kill for me. Um, and you'll learn that pretty quickly. I, I promise you, uh, listen, Ryan, I'm going on a bear hunt in September. And, uh, I promise you if, if, a if a 95 pound bear steps out, I'm shooting it. Um, <laughs> bear has been top on my list for a long time. Um, and I have went a couple times unsuccessfully. And so this right here is redemption for me. And, uh, I promise you if there's a shot opportunity, I'm taking it. Um, but again, that is what, what hunting one-on-one is about is I not, I never want you to feel discouraged because of the size of animal you shoot. Um, if, if an animal makes you happy, then shoot it. Um, and don't listen to the, to the Facebook thugs who say, well, oh my gosh, he was only a year and a half old. Oh my gosh, he was only two and a half years old. Oh my gosh, he was only 120 inches. Just shoot what makes you happy. Um, because that's what we as hunters are here for. Um, and so I do want to talk about real quick, Ryan, um, kind of some things that we're going to have coming out this year. Um, I've already mentioned the elk hunting one-on-one series. Uh, we're going to have some of, of our, our good friends on from there, uh, to teach us elk hunting and to teach us from the beginning how to elk hunt. Um, and we're going to have, um, like I said, Jim Willems come on and do a full series with me on how to become a trad, uh, traditional bow hunter. Um, so I'm excited about that, not only because it is new for me, but I hope, I hope to encourage traditional archery. Um, it is one of the funnest things to get into. Uh, I've been unsuccessfully trying to shoot my new bow, um, and I've missed a lot and lost quite a few arrows, but, um, it's something that's really fun to get into. And, and, and like I said, if you've kind of grown bored with, 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 um, compound bows or or crossbows uh traditional bows are a challenge it is a huge learning curve but it is so much fun to kind of just get to start back from the beginning and so i'm excited about that series one thing i'm really excited about and and me and ryan have talked about um 
uh, previously is you will get some brand new bow teasers on this podcast. Um, so if you're one of those guys like me who cannot wait for new bows to be released and you want any bit of information about a bow you can get before it's released, uh, we will put out some some teasers on this uh, podcast. So stay tuned and you'll see those drop You know, somewhere around the end of, of September before the new bow launch. Um, and then we will be a, a place where you can come and get the full rundown on new bows and on new accessories come out from trophy Ridge and sick broadheads and Fletcher archery and, and, uh, you know, Cajun bow fishing and, and barracks. And, uh, so we will be the kind of, kind of place to get the whole rundown and breakdown of the new bows, you know, come mid to late October, we'll be putting out episodes uh, about all the new equipment and what we think of it and what we like about it. And, and the full specs and, and reviews and all that good stuff. So um, if you're that kind of person who who lives for that time of year, when new bows are coming out, this will be a great place for you to come and listen to that at, um, which I'm excited about. Um, I want to look a lot this year into the rut, um, into kind of the science behind the rut. Um, we'll, be, we'll be having some episodes with our friends over at, at the QDMA, the Quality Deer Management Association, on kind of the science behind the rut. Um, on how the rut should decide where and when you hunt, um, but also kind of more details that that aren't talked about as much, uh, like the second rut. Um, so we'll be sharing some fun rut stories. Um, my, my good friend Jeff Danker is full of rut stories, and so uh, we'll be sharing just some fun stories we've experienced in the woods uh, during that crazy time of the rut. And so I'm, I'm just excited about this year. I feel like we've got a lot packed into this year. Um, I feel like we've got a lot um, coming up. Um, I'm going to give you a full breakdown um, of if you have wild game. Uh, I always encourage eating wild game. Um, and so if you have wild game, uh, making a full Thanksgiving feast out of that. So for a long time now, my family's Thanksgiving dinner has been, you know, uh, a wild turkey and some pheasant and some quail. Um, and so we're going to give you a full rundown on kind of how to use your wild game to incorporate it into your Thanksgiving dinners. Uh, bow fishing 101. I'm excited about that. Uh, we're going to put out a, a bow fishing series on how to bow fish, where to bow fish, when to bow fish, um, how to how to set up your bow fishing rig. A full series on that. Um, and then just a lot of fun episodes along the way. I've got a friend of mine who shot a 241-inch deer um, a couple years ago, and we're going to give you the full story on that. And uh, and it was the fourth biggest deer in Kansas history killed, and it was a 17-year-old kid in my youth group. So um, just a really cool story there. It was the second deer ever shot. And so we have a lot of fun episodes this year, uh, and I'm excited about it. Um, Ryan, real quick, um, what do you think – what would be the one thing that you hope the listener can pull from – the hunting 101 podcast this year um i would love to know that they feel confident to hunt and that they're able to hunt in really a, a judge-free zone so to say right like um i think most hunters are very welcome to more growing our sport um it's so fun and to your point before there's so many different ways to take memories from it whether it's hunting you know with a youth that just happens to be in your youth group or your own kids or your 
your father or anything like that. There's just so many different ways. And also there's so many great memories, even when you don't. Success in the woods isn't always measured on the animal, right? I can tell you many different things I've seen when you said bear hunting. Some of my best memories of bear hunting didn't even have to do with me shooting a bear. I can remember one meadow um, where there was mule deer, coos deer, um, a bear that just um, had just entered elk. Um, I had also saw coyote all in the same sit. It was just one of those magical times and I didn't even shoot a bear on that particular um, hunt, but it's memories I'll never forget. That spot? <laughs> it was a pretty magical place. It sounds like it, man. Sounds like I need to be bear hunting with you. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. And it was so fun. I think you can just take away, you can take away what you want from it, right? I mean, I you start counting sounds and counting species you see, and it's just fun to, it's fun to be out there. Absolutely. And that is one of the things you said there sparked something. Um, you said we want them to feel confident hunting. One of my, I worked through college, I worked in a bow shop. Uh, that's, that's how I kind of made it through college. I worked in a bow shop and, uh, and I got in a lot of trouble, Ryan. You're going to think this is hilarious. I got in a lot of trouble because we didn't sell bear. Um, but anytime somebody come in, they say, well, what are you shooting? I'd say, well, I shoot a bear. I shoot a bear bow. And they say, where are those at? And I was like, well, you'll have to go over to Cabela's to pick that up. <laughs> so I got in a lot of trouble because I was pointing them away from bows that we sold. But um, I learned a lot from that bow shop. And, and one thing that I pulled from it was people – a lot of people got pushed away from hunting and asking the questions because they were embarrassed. They didn't know the answer. Um, you know, they would come in and, and they, they, they wouldn't understand uh, broadheads, but they would feel embarrassed to ask the question. So they would never learn. Um, so my goal for the hunting one-on-one podcast is to teach you enough. Like Ryan said, not only to where you feel confident in hunting, but I want you to feel confident in asking the questions. Uh, but even beyond that, I want to try to give you the answer to the question. That way, when you walk into those bow shops or when you walk into uh, an academy or a Cabela's or a Bass Pro Shop, you don't you don't feel embarrassed because you know the answer to those questions. You know, if, if the Bowtech says something to you about your D-loop, you already know what that is. Um, you don't have to say, well, what is that? Um, and, and you don't have to be pushed away or embarrassed from hunting because – you have access to those answers already. And so I want this to be a place that, that you can learn from, uh, that you can, that you can find the inspiration to ask the questions. Um, but also you can find the inspiration to go out and try it. Um, listen, I, I have a TV show. I film a TV show and I understand sometimes when we watch hunting on TV that we get this misconstrued idea of what hunting is. Um, and sometimes people go out and they try hunting and they say, well, I didn't even see a deer. So they give up immediately and they think, well, I'm just a bad hunter. Those guys, those guys are way better than I am. They have it way more together than I do. So they just quit hunting altogether. And I'll be honest, as a kid watching hunting shows, I felt that. Uh, I, I felt that. And even sometimes, you know, as an adult, I feel that, you know, I, I watch, I watch these guys, you know, like Jeff Danker, uh, I watch these guys shoot monster deer. And, and then when I go out and sit all season long and don't see a deer, I get discouraged and, and, and I get, um, to the place where I feel like, well, they must be better hunters than me, but I want to inspire you to keep on keeping on with hunting. Uh, I want to inspire you to, to, keep on hunting and understand that 
you know, TV makes a lot of things look a lot easier than it really is. Um, TV makes it look like, you know, those guys don't go out for months without, without seeing deer for months without shooting deer because they only show you the five minutes leading up to the time they kill the huge deer. I was going to say, that's an important point. They're trying to make a TV show to your point. Like, um, and I'm sure this podcast will get this across, but having, you know, there's hours of spotting and doing your homework. I mean, uh, deer hunting just isn't showing up to the stand. It's deciding how to place the stand, where to place the stand, the wind that's happening. Um, that's where, that's where the fun can, can happen. But those are things of a, watching a TV show. You don't always get that. Some shows show you that, but those are real life hunting things that there's trial and error. I know I went to the stand many, many times before I shot my first deer, especially right. with a bow. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what you said. You said that, you know, there's a lot of time leading up to, to the hunt and, and there's a lot of time leading up to, you know, deer hunting begins in, in, in the springtime. Deer hunting begins in the summertime. You know, we're out, you know, checking trail cameras and we're out putting up tree stands and we're out, you know, clearing out, uh, we're out clearing out lanes and putting in food plots and, so deer hunting is a year long thing. And so I do want to mention that real quick. Those are great opportunities. Dads, if you're listening, those are great opportunities to get your kids out there and to start teaching them about hunting and to start teaching them, oh, look, we found a shed. What is this? Oh, look, we found a rub. What is this? We found a scrape. What is this? Look, son, these are tracks and get them excited about hunting before you ever take them out. Um, that, that's a great opportunity to invest in the next generation of hunters. Every time I go out and check trail cameras, I take at least one of my kids, uh, mainly because my wife says I can't go unless I take some kids, but, um, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, but I take a kid with me. Why? Because when my kid finds a shed, she freaks out and and, and now she's already excited about hunting or, or when she finds a, a scrape, she freaks out and, and she's automatically excited about hunting. So those are great times to get kids involved in hunting. So, so dads, uh, mentors, if you've ever wondered, uh, what are some good ways to get people involved in hunting? I do want to be on the backside of this. I do want to create new hunters. I, I, I do want to invest in the next generation of hunters. That's a great time to do so is the months leading up to hunting. Uh, because sometimes it is hard, especially with young kids. It is hard to, to give up your hunting time. Um, to take your kids, I understand if I take my three-year-old, I'm probably not going to shoot a Pope and young deer. I understand that. I understand that if I take my three-year-old, I'm probably not going to shoot a Boone and Crockett. I didn't realize how easy it was for a three-year-old to spook a turkey until you take one with you in a ground blind. I almost thought it was impossible. (laughs) It's not impossible (laughs) from a long ways away, but it's still great experience. You'll learn that quick, man. Yeah. Uh, one time, one time my daughter, we weren't out hunting. We were out, uh, checking some cameras and I couldn't drive to the place where I needed to check this camera. So we had about a mile walk in. And so I was taking my three-year-old with me and we were walking through, through the, through the, um, what was a standing bean field. And I saw the beans ahead of us rustle. So I just got her down and I said, Hey, look, baby, some deer are going to pop up right here. Um, so I just want, I want you to hang tight and just watch. Um, and so we kind of hunkered down and, and she was, you know, just within that five minutes, she was getting restless. And so we hunkered down and those deer popped up and, uh, they had no idea we were there. Uh, we were about 40 yards from them. They had no idea we were there. Um, so, so we just stayed sitting down, hunkered down and, and we watched them. And all of a sudden she popped up and said, look at the deer. 
and they took off running. And so, yeah, it's definitely hard. Uh, but but those are some great times to get them involved in the outdoors, to get them in the woods, to start teaching them. And you don't have to give up, you know, that precious hunting time uh, because we're not all um, professional hunters and we don't always get to hunt, you know, four days a week. Sometimes we just get to hunt on the weekend. Sometimes we just get to go out two or three times a year. And so um, those are great times to get kids involved in hunting without necessarily having to uh, give up that precious hunting time. So. And the confidence of it all is important too. So I can literally yeah. remember taking, he was four years old, my first son, taking him turkey hunting and we had a, a very good spot. You just have to get in the blind and they're usually going to come by. And this was just for him to watch. And we had been there three times and we had spooked turkey three different times, anywhere from 60 to 150 yards, just wasn't working out. And I remember coming home discouraged um, and my, and the, another week, a weekend, like a Saturday opened up for me to go that I wasn't planning to go. And I was like, I'm going to take, um, my kiddo with me and my wife's like, just go on your own. I'm like, all right, that'll help my confidence and was very lucky and shot one. But it sometimes all, even us experienced hunters can get, get, you know, knocked down. And I was lucky. I was like, wow, that really does tell me how much noise he's making. So we made some changes and next time out, you got to see one, um, all the way through the experience of it when I got another one and that one actually was with a crossbow, but, um, it's just that perseverance too. You just got to keep going and taking a, a kiddo hunting is a whole different fun experience too. You got to make it fun. There's, there's a lot we could talk about that in the future as well, because it has to be fun. Absolutely. And one thing uh, that I want to mention for a lot of hunters, uh, land access becomes an issue. I understand public ground uh, can be intimidating. I understand that. Um, and so one way that, that I want to encourage you to to get involved in hunting, if, if public land intimidates you, maybe you don't have public land near you. Uh, we have some great friends over at American Hunt. Uh, AmericanHunt.com is a, a website to where you can log in. Um, and it's much like an Airbnb. If you're familiar with that, you can log in. Uh, so, so I'm here in Wellington, Kansas. So say I wanted to hunt this upcoming, you know, this, this upcoming fall, but I didn't have any ground. I could log in there and I could search Wellington, Kansas, and people can lease their land by the day. Um, so, so I can, uh, you know, book that ground for, for 80 bucks for the day and go out and enjoy hunting. Uh, and, and they'll have tree stands set up. They'll have, uh, places for you to go and just sit in the woods and enjoy hunting. And so those guys help to create access to public ground uh, that you might not have access to otherwise. So uh, I would encourage you to go check those guys out. Um, if you if you have ground to lease, uh, I would encourage you to go check those guys out. Um, uh, but but those guys fit perfectly with what we want to do here at Hunting 101, and that's just create new opportunities. And those guys do a great job of it in the form of land because land can be a huge obstacle sometimes. Um, so Ryan, I, I do want to real quick before we, before we boogie, I do want to real quick mention our tech tip videos. Um, those will continue. So if you did follow along with the tech tip videos um, put out by Hunting 101, those will continue. They'll be on Bear Archery's Facebook and Instagram, uh, and they will be on Bear Archery's YouTube. So, so you can go, and if, if we cover something in an episode, uh, not every episode has a tech tip along with it, but, you know, say in our traditional series, uh, when we cover um, 
this is just an example, but when we cover, you know, setting a knock point um, in the podcast, that's something that can that really uses and needs a visual. Uh, so we'll put out a tech tip, a video showing you how to find your knock point, how to set your knock point on your traditional bow. And so um, those those tech tips will still be available, and, and we hope to put out um, stuff that again will will just go along with the podcast episodes to give you uh, more information, to make you more comfortable, uh, to to make hunting more available for you. So those tech tips will still be going on. Um, hopefully me and Ryan can get hooked up on a hunt uh, this upcoming year and, and put out some tech tips, uh, probably teaching you what not to do. But um, maybe we can put out some tech tips, you know, on, on turkey hunting. Ryan is a, a turkey hunting uh, fool. He's crazy about it. Most turkey hunters are. Um, Ryan is just ate up with it. So maybe, maybe Ryan can put out some tech tips, uh, with me on turkey hunting. Um, and maybe, uh, you know, teach me how to actually be a decent turkey hunter. So, um, but your kid might be a little better in a, in a blind than I am. I, I, I have a little bit of ADD, so I scare well, off some turkey sometimes. Yeah. Maybe not on this level. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so those still will be a thing, and I'm excited about those. Uh, I'm excited to give you another avenue to just learn and grow as a hunter. Um, Ryan, anything else you want to leave them with about the Hunting 101 podcast? Nope. I um, I think you've done a great job covering them. We're very excited, and I mean, we're for hunting and just using our tree however you want it's very therapeutic and our mindset and whether it's hunting or just shooting a bow it's it's one of the things that we love and we like to get you know around other people that like the same things as us so we're excited to be a part of this absolutely one of the most therapeutic things uh man when i have a hard day i just want to go out and shoot my bow let the world drift away um and just shoot my bow um you know or shoot a gun that's one thing i I do want to mention that this is a bear archery podcast um but i love gun hunting as well um you know i I rifle hunt a couple times a year back home with my dad um i'll rifle hunt a couple times a year uh you know if i'm going on an elk hunt i might carry a rifle with me um obviously i shoot a shotgun when i shoot you know dove quail um pheasants things like that and so I don't discourage gun hunting whatsoever, and, and nobody at Bear would. Um, no. We we encourage any form of hunting, so we will. You know, we'll have series and we'll have um, we'll have episodes about gun hunting and 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 you know how to set up a rifle, things like that. Uh, we'll still put those kind of things out, um, but we are diehard archers. That's what we do. Um, that is what I'm all about. Well, and it's important to be honest. It depends on the generation you are brought up hunting, but many of us started with a gun or you get hooked right it's one thing to shoot an animal with with a shotgun or a rifle but then for a long time it was like well you're next level when you're archery right and there's so many benefits lots of times depending on the state there's longer seasons so you can be out in the field longer when you're archery hunting which is a great benefit of archery hunting also you need to be closer and the way you hunt when you're that much closer within 20 yards versus you know 100 150 or 200 yards is completely different so um all great ways to get you into hunting absolutely now before we go one thing that every guest on the show does um is shares with us a fun hunting story 
So the 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 point behind this story, Ryan, is to for the listener to say, "Holy cow, I need to try that." Um, now I know you've already shared one with bear with bear hunting that made me jealous, um, but I want you to share a story, man, uh, about one of your greatest days in the woods. So I'm. At, this is a whitetail hunting story. It was on the North Platte River. Um, it was a property I'd hunted many, many times. Um, and it was very close to rut, like we were talking and it was pretty cool morning. And there was, there's kind of a slough that runs off the river and it was pretty low, but it's about four to six inches. So this is important. So I'd seen a couple, um, couple, couple does, a couple smaller deer, but there was one really good deer I was kind of looking for, um, in particular, but everything, the, everything was right. Like it was crisp. The wind was out of the right direction. Just one of those mornings you're expecting everything to work out. Well, it was fairly close to a road that travels a river that a lot of people drive on. So I could see a group of does crossing this cornfield coming in to where I was hunting this bottom. I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be amazing. So they get right to that slough and they just, something they don't like. Well, a vehicle went by and for whatever reason, I think there was some other deer crossing, like stopped and honked. And there is, I counted 12 deer run away. And I can tell you how disgusted I was. I was, my heart sank. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I think that was like the fourth day in a row I'd hunt or I'd hunted in the area, not the same stand. And I was just utterly disgusted with the whole deal. I was like, oh man, I can't believe that just ruined the morning. Right. Well, right as that happened, um, I saw some movement and I can still remember it. It was just to my right, a little movement and it was all by itself. And then I could hear something walk across the water. So the water was just high enough. You could hear him walk across. So I grabbed the bow and I didn't draw it or anything. I was thinking, Oh, maybe one of the does didn't run off. I hadn't seen any buck. And this buck just came in the clearing and started, um, checking some scrapes, which is why I was hunting this particular area. And it went from utter disgust on, man, I can't believe this ruined my hunt, to it was, you know, not a huge, a huge deer, a beautiful picture perfect four by four. I have him on the wall. Um, one of my favorite deers to date because he just came in, everything worked out. I went from not going to get one to drawing and making a really good shot within 20 yards. He didn't even um, make it 40, 60 yards to just complete happiness. So happy, like I uh, butchered him as fast as I could and took drove him three hours to my taxidermist in the same day. Just one of, one of those complete, I thought, the hunt was ruined to one of, at that point, one of the bigger bucks I'd ever shot. That is awesome, man. Don't you love it? So, so a lot of times you can't hear deer. Um, a lot of times they just show up like ghost. Yes. But don't you love it when you hear them coming? Like something, like you said, the water. Uh, you know, I remember one time I was hunting on a, a railroad and I heard the rocks sliding and I thought that ha- nothing else would be big enough to make that. That has to be deer coming. And within, you know, 40 seconds, I shot what was at that time the biggest deer I'd ever shot. And so um, I, I that just, I love that, man. When you hear something and you think that has to be deer coming. Um, man, what a cool story. Um, 
Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I do want to leave you with with one more uh, thank you uh, to one of our good friends over at Bonning. Um, whether you are a traditional archer, whether you are a a compound bow hunter, whether you are a crossbow hunter, uh, the guys over at Bonning have the equipment to set up your arrows, uh, or whether you're a bow shop who just builds arrows for people, uh, those guys provide the best arrow building stuff, and they actually have some really, really cool uh, bear archery um, branded products for your for your wraps and your veins on your arrows. Um, some really cool, some really cool flannel wraps. Um, they do an from, awesome from red. Over there. Yep, an awesome red flannel like yes. Fred used to wear. And then they also do our new Fred Bear camouflage. They do a really nice job. Yes, yeah, they do. And that flannel is sweet, man. That flannel wrap looks cool on some arrows. I'll tell you that. And it's nice and bright at the end. I mean, the Fredbear yeah. camo, a lot of us love it because it's the old school look, which is very popular now. But the nice red flannel at the end of your arrow, like with red and white veins, really pops. That's just my personal preference. Especially, it looks really good when you when that red and white flannel is covered in red blood. That's when it would look the best. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we all hope for. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I can promise you we are incredibly excited about the upcoming year. We are incredibly excited uh, about what is in store for Bear Archers Hunting 101. So I, I ask that you would just um, subscribe to the podcast, come along with us every step of the way. This will be your one-stop place for learning new techniques, for getting inspired to try new stuff, um, or to get new information on what's coming out from bear, what's coming out from trophy Ridge, um, and then get reviews on those products. So, uh, hit that subscribe button. And, uh, we cannot wait for this upcoming year, uh, for bear archers hunting one, one podcast. Thanks for listening. You guys have a great week.